You're listening to the Holy Hot Mess Mom podcast. I'm Heather, and I like to treat this podcast like we're just old friends sitting around in our jam jams with no makeup, a messy bun, and probably some sort of bodily fluid on our shirt from a child. In this show, we chat about homemaking, simplifying mommyhood, Jesus, and everything in between. This is a place where we embrace that life can sometimes be a crazy, beautiful, hilarious mess. I want to give you the encouragement, support, and some practical tips to help you thrive, even when some days you might feel like you're riding the Holy Hot Mess Express. So grab a cup of coffee or wine if it's been one of those days. Relax and let's chat. Welcome back. So today we're talking about another one of my favorite, favorite topics, and it's a practical one. And it's fun if you're a weirdo like me and you love getting rid of things. We're talking about, we're going to call this decluttering one-on-one. So just going to start out with my background about clutter. I actually cringe when I go back on like the Facebook memories or time hop and I see how awfully cluttered my house was like, no wonder I couldn't keep my house clean because there was just stuff everywhere. And it wasn't like I was a hoarder. It was just, there was, there was stuff everywhere. And I came to finally start listening to podcasts like, um, maybe it was like April of 2017. My husband had just gotten back from deployment and I listened to a podcast episode about decluttering. And this woman was having, uh, Ali Casaza was having a decluttering, declutter like a mother little challenge. And it was a 30 day challenge and it was free. And so I signed up to do it. And it took you systematically through each room, 30 minutes a day or an hour a day or something like that. And you decluttered each room. And I got rid of, I got ruthless. Now, I am not a sentimental person really whatsoever. I'm like, people kind of think I'm a little bit of a jerk because I'm so ruthless. And that was before I got rid of clutter. So now I'm even more ruthless. ruthless. But so I purged all these things and I had an SUV at the time, a midsize SUV. And I think I'm, I had a massive yard sale. I probably took 10 to 12 car loads full to the donation center. I also threw out a ridiculous amount of stuff. And since then I've purged more and more. I probably got rid of 40% of my house and I'm not kidding. That challenge really turned my mom game around because the official definition of clutter is that it's crap you don't need that is living in your home, taking up your valuable space and time. And what I've come to learn is that everything costs time. You know, when you have kids, the the physical cost of those kids is it's going to take away time from you. Things that you love to do cost time in your day and you have to have time for them. And the more things that you have in your home, the more time you are going to be spent putting away and carting around and caring for those things. I personally would rather care for the people and keep my house sanitary and clean than be tidying up and shuffling around stuff that doesn't even really have a home in my house, but I just have it. And anyways, this whole thing changed my mom game around, like I said. And so what I want to do is give you kind of like tips, tricks, rules, guidelines, 
to start your declutter. You can go to holyhotmessmom.com slash declutter, sign up for it. It'll pop up in your email. You can hashtag declutter all the things and post your before and afters. And it's, it's great. It's a lot of fun. I probably do a pretty big declutter once or twice a year now, as well as just always decluttering when I see things that we don't need in the house. So getting into our tips and tricks and rules is number one, before you declutter anything, you need to make sure you know what you're going to do with the stuff that you are decluttering. Where exactly are you donating it to? Make sure that the trash and donation items go out of the house immediately after you're purging. The reason is, is the longer they sit in bags or boxes in the house, then the longer time it's going to give you, give it to creep back into your clean home. So what I'm saying is, let's say your kids have 8 million stuffed animals and you downgrade that to 1 million stuffed animals. They're not going to notice the ones that have been sitting back in there in the back of their closet or in the attic for four years, they're not going to notice it. But if you leave that donation box right by the side of the garage door and they pass by it one day, all of a sudden they want that moldy green teddy bear back, you know? So if you can get it out of your house right away, you need to. Number two is that when you're decluttering, you're going to go into each room with four bins or buckets, boxes, bags. So what I do is I get one for recycling, one for straight up trash. Sometimes I'll, if I'm doing any sort of paper clutter, I'll bring like a box for stuff that needs to be shredded. So that would be a fifth box. But anyways, for, for this, we're just going to go with one for recycling, one for trash, one for donations, and one for stuff that doesn't belong in that room. But it does need to stay in your house. It's just not in its proper place. So I suggest the one for the donations needs to be like a huge Amazon box, something that you can physically close up and shove it in the back of your car and then donate the entire thing. Like you don't need to get your bucket back or anything like that. But then the one that does need for the stuff that does need to stay in your house, that can be a laundry basket or a plastic bin. That way you can walk from room to room and put those things back where they belong when you're done. So tip number three is you need to fight the urge and it's a hard one, but you need to fight the urge to clean the room you are doing. If you are only doing, if you're doing this 14 day challenge that I got, you are only supposed to be decluttering for 30 minutes a day. So then you are there to declutter, not to deep clean. I repeat, you are here to declutter, not to deep clean. Once your whole house is decluttered, you're going to have so much time to clean all the things because you won't be spending your precious time having to put away all those things before you can even start to clean. Have you ever seen that video of the mom, like why she can't get anything done? That totally leads into this next one. You know, the mom is in the kitchen and she's putting away some plates. And when she's putting away some plates, she she's in the dishwasher and she notices that there's some pacifiers in the dishwasher. So she needs to take the pacifiers and go put them in the baby's cribs. And then whenever she's in the baby's crib, in the baby's room, she realized one of the sheets has like snot on them. So she needs to change the sheets and wash those. So then she takes the sheet and she goes to the laundry room. She starts a little laundry, but then there was wet clothes in the washer already. So she's got to put them in the dryer. But in order to put them in the dryer, she's got to take the clothes out of the dryer and fold those. So now she's folding those and putting those away. 
She goes and puts those away in her son's bedroom and she realizes that his drawers are just a mess. Underwears in the t-shirt drawer and all this stuff. So she starts organizing that. And then, you know, it's one thing after the, another. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's six o'clock at night and she never finished emptying the dishwasher. <laughs> That's why we're going on number four, which is only work in one space or room at a time. Do not leave that room. If you're like on a decluttering mission, do not leave that room until it is done. It's really easy, like I said, to go from room to room putting away clutter. But then when the day's over, you've only half done all the, the rooms and the whole house looks like a mess. Is this striking a chord with anybody? Because that's how I clean. Like I, when I'm doing a deep clean, it's like I'm going around and around and around. And then all of a sudden the whole house is a mess. And then it's like, finally, when it all comes together, it's like all at once. So you don't want to do that. This is why that laundry basket helps. I normally put it at the door leaving the room. So any items that aren't being trashed or recycled or shredded or donated, they don't belong in that room. And so they need to be put back in their proper place in the house. They go into this basket by the door that you're of the room that you're decluttering. And once you're finished with this decluttering of that room, you pick up that basket and you march around the house, putting all the misplaced things back in their homes where they, where they belong. So you spend your entire set aside time for decluttering, actually decluttering that one room, not getting distracted by tons of other things that need to be put away. I'll link to that really funny mom video, but I'm sure you all have been there. <laughs> okay, so tip number five is to have fun. It's seriously so gratifying to get rid of stuff but it's even more fun if you put on some music and jam. Not to mention when I've got the music blasting loud, everybody knows I'm occupied. <laughs> Leave me alone. I can't even explain how awesome the feeling is when you finally purge and declutter and you can have a room that's like ready to be lived in. Okay, so now we've done, the, done those five tips. So now we're gonna go into the actual room that we're gonna declutter. You've got your four containers. First thing we're going to do before you even pick anything up is decide what this room is and what this room is not. So I want you to define some things that you consider part of that room. And I'm going to give some examples for the sake of the episode. So for me, bathrooms are for hygiene, baths, going to the bathroom and things that I need to clean the bathroom. It is not a storage area for anything but that. I don't store linens there. I don't store medicines there because I don't want it accessible to the kids, you know, but if you're picking up an item and you're like, why is my wine glass in the bathroom? It doesn't belong there, you know, so easy peasy. And bathrooms are really good too, because expired things don't belong there. So if you're pulling out expired makeup, that is gross. And that's a no brainer and you can trash it. For us also as a bedroom, the, what we have defined that is, is it is for it is for sleeping and snuggly time, if you know what I mean. We like to code this word, this mommy and daddy time is quote unquote butter. <laughs> Maybe TMI. Sorry if you're listening to this mom or my sister or my in-laws. <laughs> Sorry. So it's for sleeping and butter and for prayer. That's where we pray at night. So it's not a room that we watch TV in. It's not a room that we fold laundry in. We've defined what that room is. And so therefore, not a lot of stuff needs to be in that room because it doesn't serve the purpose in that room. Like our living room is just for watching TV. We got a few baby toys in there because that's where we all sit around. Babies play on the floor. And of course, things float into this room. 
But when you define the space and what it is and what it is not, you're establishing this ground zero for each room, the state it should be back in pretty much every night before you go to bed, you know? That's the neutral state, like ready to be lived in tomorrow state. So yeah, my big kids bring their toys all in the living room. We play doctor and horses and whatever. But at the end of the night, they all go back to their homes and their rooms. Same thing with if any blankets come out because we're all snuggling. They all go back to their homes and their rooms. All we have in the living room is that tiny bucket of baby toys, some diapers because that's where we change diapers, our TV, and the couches. That's it. Now you're going to set some space boundaries within these areas, and these are going to help you know when you need to go through another purge. It's also really good for kids. So when I say space boundaries, I mean an example like a bookcase. A bookcase is where all the books belong. So let's say you're just collecting books after books after books, and you can no longer fit all your books on your bookcases. Then you need to purge some books. That is your space designated for your, for your books, and you have now used up that space. So some books need to go. Same thing with the pantry. If your food is not fitting in the pantry or the fridge and you're having to stack it on top of the fridge and keep it in the garage and all these places, then you should probably purge some of the expired stuff in your pantry or fridge. Now, when it comes to kids' toys, this is why it's a gem. What you do, let's, let's have Barbie dolls. You're going to have a bin just for Barbie dolls. And you're going to tell your daughter, okay, this is your bin for Barbie dolls. We're going to dump all your Barbie dolls out. And you're going to put your Barbie dolls in one by one, starting with your favorite doll. Who's your most favorite doll? She picks up her Elsa doll. She puts it in the bucket. Great. Elsa's your favorite picks up Cinderella next. Great. Cinderella is your favorite. And she goes, and now all of a sudden she's got seven dolls in there and she's got four left out and the bin's full. And you say, well, good thing we have all of your favorites in there. Maybe these ones that you don't play with so much, we can donate to those kids that don't have Barbie dolls that they love as much as you do. And that's kind of an easy way to get your kids involved. But it's also a way that when you have a bin that has the Barbie dolls in it and more Barbies start coming in, you can tell your kids, all of our Barbies have to fit in here. And then they can start purging their own toys. My son, even before Christmas happened, was like, Mom, we need to declutter my toys so we can make room for the new ones. And I was like, yes, I'm getting through to the five-year-old. And it's awesome. Now that you've done all the defining of what the room is, what it isn't, you've determined what you're going to do with the stuff that you declutter, you're going to start the great mama decluttering purge of 2019. You're going to grab something, you're going to first pull it out, and you're going to ask, is this trash? If it is, trash can. Is it expired? If it is, trash can. Or empty it out and recycle it. Is this necessary? So do we need this? Like, do we need this item? Nothing else in the house can do this item's job. Or could something we already own do the job? My favorite example of this is this stupid like avocado slicer that we had and it was plastic and it really didn't work well. I don't eat avocados that much to need a specific avocado slicer. And when I do eat them, I can just use a knife and a spoon and scoop them out because I'm not Bobby Flay making something nice and pretty looking. I just want to smear the avocado on my toast, you know? So 
I got rid of that my first time go around. Another thing is we got rid of the crock pot and the rice maker and I asked for an Instapot two Christmases ago because it replaced both of those things, therefore reducing clutter, things like that. Then you're gonna look at, is this something that we use frequent enough that I am okay giving it space and time in my house? For us, we used our waffle maker twice in knowing each other 10 years. And so I ended up donating it because you know what? Instead of waffles, we'll just have pancakes. That's kind of how I was looking at it. Then you're gonna look at it and you're gonna say, is this a duplicate? Plates or things like that. You don't need 15 plates for a family of six. You don't. And I'm gonna tell you about a little bit of the Heather decided this is psychology about how the less is gonna help you create less cleanup. Not having excess stuff that is for stuff that is used regularly. So my best example are towels clothes and dishes. If you have more than one or two towels per person, what are you going to do? Whenever you go to take a shower, are you going to go clean and fold the towels that are in the dryer? Or are you just going to go grab another towel? It's easier. You're just going to go grab another towel. Same thing with the dishes. If you've got four plates in the sink and you need another plate, are you going to wash those dishes in the sink first and then get another plate? Or are you just going to grab one of the 15 plates that you own? For us, there were so many dishes piled up all the time because we had 19 bottles, 8,000 pacifiers, a million plates, forks, knives, all that stuff. And when I initially purged, we have two plates per kid and they each have their own color. We have one cup per kid, one stainless steel cup with like one of those 360 lids per kid with their name on it. And you know what? It's been almost two years now. They have never lost those cups. Those kids are responsible for their cups. They know whose cup is whose and they keep track of it. And I only let us have eight plates. So we have six people in our family. We have eight plates. Instead of having 12 or 16 plates, like all your place settings should be, we just, the second we're done with dinner, we wash the plate or we immediately rinse it off and put it in the dishwasher because we need to use it the next morning. Because if it's not cleaned right away, we don't have any dishes to eat off of. But if I had 16 plates, then every time I went for a meal, I would just grab a new plate, put that one in the dishwasher or put it in the sink or whatever. And then you got all these dishes that are piled up that are now going to take you 30 minutes of washing dishes. So the same thing with clothes. When we cut down the amount of clothes that we had. It lessened my laundry so much because I just do a load every day now. Because if I don't, we will run out of clothes. But before, we had so many clothes that I could constantly, constantly, constantly be grabbing new clothes for everybody until I had a massive pile of laundry that took all day for me to wash, dry, and fold everything. Now I just do it once a day. So here's a little note. We are not shiny, fancy people. So the idea of like, oh, well, we need enough plates for people to come over. No. When we have guests over, I paper plate it up. There's no shame in my mom game. It allows me to enjoy the company and the meal and not worry about the lingering mess. This one of everything also helps me with the, during meal prep. If I have 1,800 mixing bowls, then I just keep grabbing mixing bowls whenever I'm doing stuff. Or I have two. And if I have two... And all of a sudden I had flour in one and now I need to whip up an egg in, in 
that one again, I just quickly rinse it and wash it out and then use it again. The dishes never pile up when I'm on like a huge baking spree or whatever. And then the cleanup after dinner is super fast. So just check your duplicates. Think about how many you could actually live off of. One plate per person is probably enough, maybe two plates per person, but really you don't need more than that. Another question you need to ask before you're done with an item is, does this item or group of items live there? If yes, put it where it should be in the room ASAP. Or if it belongs in another room, you need to put that in those items in your basket in that I'm gonna put all this stuff away once I'm done in this room basket. You've really got to think about each item logically and ask yourself, if I were looking for this, what is the first place I would look? And that's probably where that item should live. So you're going through the kitchen, you find a screwdriver and it's in your knife drawer. Does that belong in that room? No. If I were looking for a screwdriver, where's the first place I would look? Hmm. Toolbox in the garage. Bam. That's where it, that's where it needs to live. So you're going to Put all that in the laundry basket and at the end you're going to go put it all away. When you're putting things back and doing your initial purge, do your best to keep flat surfaces clear. And by flat surfaces I mean kitchen counters, bath counter, like bath ledges, bathroom counters, the, to the top of the toilet tank, tops of cabinets, your stove top, mantles, uh, you know, an entryway table. Not only does it look so, so pretty, but it's easier to wipe up and clean on a regular basis because you don't have to move anything out of the way to do it. I can go around with a Swiffer duster and just ba -ba 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 -ba, get everything instead of having to move and shuffle things around on all these flat surfaces. So the biggest bonus I've found with these flat clear surfaces is when they do gather some sort of clutter that doesn't belong there in that area that should be clear, it really looks out of place. Like you're staring at these beautiful clear kitchen counters that have nothing on them and there's a pile of papers on it. Mentally, it's going to bug you until you put it away. It's not going to take long until your mind is conditioned that that area is supposed to be flat and clear. I know our kitchen table used to be the gap, like we couldn't even eat there because it was the gathering spot of all the stuff. And if I threw one more thing on it, it didn't make a difference because there's just already so much stuff piled on it. But now... Kitchen table has absolutely nothing on it ever. And when one thing does get put on it, it looks out of place and I clean it up as soon as I get a second. And it's been awesome. It's heaven y'all, believe me. So when you're done with your purge, the next thing after you put all those things back, the things that don't live in that room but live somewhere else in your house, you need to get the trash, the recycling and the other stuff out of your house immediately. <laughs> not immediately, immediately. You can do this by just putting that donation box in the trunk of your car and shutting it right away so that nobody can see the things and decide that, oh, we do need the waffle maker that we have only used twice in 10 years, things like that. You're gonna fight the overwhelming urge also to sell your stuff. And I recommend this because it is time consuming. It never makes as much money as you think you should make and Normally you can get more for, from the tax deduction for these donations because it's a lot to 501c3 charities. My rule is that if it's not going to get me probably over 75 to to $100, then it's not worth the time to sell it somewhere. Craigslist is sketchy. I've gotten stood up way too much on Facebook Marketplace 
And holding on to everything for a yard sale is a pain in the behind and it's going to linger and end up going back in your house somehow. So when I did my huge yard sale, I told myself once I drug that out of my house, I was not putting it back. So that day I did trip after trip after trip. As soon as everything was, as soon as the yard sale was over at two, I donated everything. It was not coming back in my house. I think out of that whole yard sale, purging my whole house, making this huge yard sale, I think I made $280, which was great, $280. But if I would have itemized, I probably got could have gotten over a thousand dollar deduction on my taxes. So it's something to think about. Is it worth the time and effort? If you're single, maybe yeah. If you don't have kids, maybe yeah. For me, no, it was not my work, worth my time and effort and money. Okay, and the last tip is that you need to find an accountability buddy. Just like losing weight, losing the cutting the clutter is the same way. You guys need to get in it together and you can join this free challenge for 14 days and you're gonna post on social media before and after pictures. Be proud of your decluttering because you're legitimately taking back your sanity and it's fun. And the before and afters are just like weight loss before and afters. They are so motivating. So if you're interested in doing a 2019 mommy or lady purge fest, head over to holyhotmessmom.com slash declutter. I'll have the links in the show notes and everything, but you can join this hashtag declutter all the things challenge for 14 days and we will seriously cut back the amount of stuff in your house and it's amazing this episode is over but there's lots more content for you to check out on my website head over to holyhotmessmom.com for all sorts of downloads posts and ridiculous stories as well as the show notes for today's episode don't forget to find me on instagram and facebook at holyhotmessmom as well as in our exclusive mama facebook group by searching holy hot mess mamas that's holy hot mess m-a-m-a-s so we can connect share encourage uplift laugh and be virtual best friends do you have a topic or something you want to hear about on the show? Shoot me an email at podcast at holyhotmessmom.com. I'd love to hear your suggestions. If you like this episode, would you do me a huge favor and head over to your podcast app and give us a rating and review so that more ladies can find our podcast. The more great reviews we have, the wider we reach with our support, tips, laughs, and encouragement. I would really appreciate it. Until next time.